0: Welcome to the Tomb of Alfalfa, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast where we take a look at each episode of Bucky the Vampire Slayer as it was originally aired 20 years ago. And today's episode is Season 3, Episode 16, Doppelgangland. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about plot and characters. So spoilers are bound for this episode. Every episode before it, after it. The comic books and possibly even other shows and movies hey you know we may not be reliable dog guys or people but i'd like to think that we go off at random intervals of fun man wow <laughs> you could just redo that no part. that's it this is beat me here we go <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> why I should have enjoyed it. That should, should be the only intro yeah. <laughs> so here, we here, we go. here we go. So the plot. <laughs> uh, that fantastic. We're back. Who are we? My name is Kelly, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host Daniel. Say hello. Hello. Stacia, say hello. Hello. And we're here to talk about season three, episode sixteen, "Double Gangland," Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which aired originally on February 23rd of 1999. Do you know what happened in this episode? Do no. you want me to tell you? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, Anya, remember Anya? We haven't seen her in a long time. She harangues Willow into doing a spell with her to get her power center back, uh, which was destroyed in the Wishverse. So they do a spell to retrieve it from the Wishverse, but it doesn't work. And instead, they retrieve a vampire Willow from said Wishverse. Uh, hijinks ensue vampire willow gets sent back in the end and that's about it for the plot and goes back to die immediately which doesn't sound like a lot happens but this episode is fantastic and it's just quotable all the way through a couple of firsts the most important first here comes a new challenger De hofren De hofren is here the first sighting of De hofren we can put him on a watch if you want it's not going to show up very much. You mean it's something blue? Uh, hell's bells, and then in Selfless, he kills Halfric, which is, you know, a big deal because you can't just be killing people.
1: Um, you can when you're like some sort of demon god. He's got
0: so many powers too. Yeah. Like, he can open temporal portals. He can. He has telekinesis. He has the power to make it rain blood he later. He has the like, power to turn humans into demons. That's a big one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Immortal, it seems incredibly demons. powerful. Yeah. He's the like overseer of the realm of Arash Mahar. So, you know, the guy's a big deal. <laughs> iconic <laughs> yeah. first appearance we all know exactly what that is then, <laughs> yeah. exactly. never need to question it uh sandy in this episode who is the uh girl that vamp willow feeds on at the bronze yeah okay she's in the show again i could not fucking believe she's a vampire because we're like it's assumed oh, that willow turned wow. her in this episode which Ooh. i mean it's a little weird i feel like that she was sire somebody while she's in the middle of like organizing crime or whatever they were doing, right? Um <laughs> holding people hostage at the fronts. But it's
2: not what organized crime is, means. It, <laughs> is it, I,
0: I think that's that could apply. Uh so Sandy actually shows up in family in season five, which is the episode That late. yeah oh, I thought it
2: would just be this season or no, something. No,
0: no no family and then again uh later in season five for Shadow where she's killed. But yeah, vampire Sandy is fucking a thing. Wow. She she appears again. I could Sandy not believe watch. when I read that Sandy watch <laughs> <laughs> This episode that was written and directed by Joss Whedon, uh, this is the eighth of the series that he writes and direct, uh, the last one being Amends, but 14th written overall. Uh, but he decided to write this episode because of The Wish. I was wondering earlier if perhaps they had had it, the idea all along, but he was inspired by Vampire Willow specifically to to make this episode. So it was not even going to be a thing. If The Wish had not existed, this would not exist uh andy umberger who is the guy who plays the Hoffren, is one of only five actors to appear on buffy angel and firefly this as episode Hoffren? no 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 no. what is he in firefly a rando he's like a ship captain in the pilot episode that you only see for five seconds but he's there mm. so it counts
2: but not as the Hoffren.
0: no not as the Hoffren. he also doesn't the play point? the Hoffren on angel he plays like a weird lawyer oh my so. god get out of here i know okay i know uh, this episode is Joss Whedon's fifth favorite episode of the series. And he said, you quote, I point? guess he did. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, he has a list of them on the the like Buffy DVD box set thing. There's a little note from him. Oh, and yeah, he, that's right. He, he, like,
2: that. The pack is on there, right? Yeah. I think seems we talked about it. a little
1: weird back. to rank episodes where we've written some of them, but not all of them. Yeah. Like if you're ranking like your six books you wrote. That's not weird, but if you're like, of all the episodes, everyone in the world has come together yeah. to write for Buffy. These ten that I wrote are pretty good. The ones I good.
0: wrote are the best. <laughs> but that's unfair. I don't know that all of them were the ones that he wrote, but yeah. I understand your point. It's
2: but it is weird, weird. <laughs> if you if you took the book thing. It's like here are the books I wrote. Here are all the books in human history. Here's my top ten, and like <laughs> and six of mine. the top ten are my books.
0: <laughs> like that just seems wrong.
2: So you either include them or you don't,
3: right?
0: Fair so weird. And on in that vein, he said, quote, some of the funniest stuff we've ever done.
1: Again, that's just like a <laughs> self-congratulatory. <laughs> I'm really funny, guys. Did you know? But I have to agree
0: that this, this is, is some one of the funniest, funniest stuff we've like, ever done. Why don't I believe him? Well, he lacks credibility.
1: My notes is like three pages of quotes. I
0: didn't really write anything because thoughtful. Because every line, just <laughs> yeah. f- amazing. We could just throw out Willow
2: quotes for like the rest of the hour. It's true. I just found myself just quoting Willow. It took me two hours to watch this because it's just quote after quote after quote I'll after take quote. i quote quote Oh yeah. That. <laughs> I had to like stop. I had to stop because it was getting like oh. out of control.
0: Allison Hannigan also really liked this episode specifically uh, when she had to play Willow pretending to be Vamp Willow which I'm like that's fun because that's some Inception stuff. You're playing two characters because you're a real person who's acting like this person who's acting like this person. Mm-hmm. She, also a fun little thing from The Watcher's Guide book two. Yes I do own that. Be jealous. Allison Hannigan This is a quote directly from the book. Alison Hannigan was quite taken with the inserts in her costume, reporting that when they were moistened, she could slam them against the wall and they would stick. Now, I was really confused as to what this meant because in my head I'm picturing chicken just... Chicken cutlets. And that's definitely... Yeah, eventually that's what I came to. Because at first I was like, so she got the corset wet and slammed herself against the wall? Because that's what I was envisioning, which didn't make any sense. But there's these things, drag queens use them a lot, but they're also to like... It's like to, what, lift your boobs up or to like fill your bra out more? Yeah. Like your yes. bustier situation yeah, out more? Yeah, it
1: gives you cleavage.
0: But they look like raw chicken. They, yeah, that's what they're they like
1: silicone cut. pieces you shove under your boobs that pushes your natural boobs up. Yeah. And apparently, yeah, I guess if you get them wet, you can slam them against the wall. Which is just such a funny That's thing hilarious. to think. That's hilarious. Like,
0: like, ah. So uh, somebody, uh, Joss would be yelling, cut. And she's just like, hey guys, look at this. And whipping out the thing from her, her corset and slamming it against a wall. I'm looking around, guy. Uh, so this episode's fucking hilarious. It doesn't really move the plot along very much. In fact, if there were plot or, um, you know, lore, to be discovered in this episode it's yada yada off screen and i really would like to talk about that in regards to the watchers council but overall opinion this episode is hilarious every line is quotable and uh it's just so much fun to, every time we put our characters in an upside down situation where willow's a bad person and like it just so fun uh so what what station what's your opinion of this episode
1: feel like if I was a movie reviewer and this was a movie, I would say, what a fun romp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, two thumbs up. But
2: I'm sure every movie reviewer saves that romp line. Yeah. For like, they got to use it only once, <laughs> and it's got to be the right one. Yeah. And this is probably the right one. This yeah. is it. This is the one you save it for.
0: Well spoken. Daniel, your opinion?
2: Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with you. It was so much fun. Using it, your one round. Nothing happened. Um, it was a great Buffy episode in that, like, The the writing was just out of control, especially after amends, right? He wrote amends. I mean, we Mm -hmm. all said this is probably the weakest Joss Whedon episode that probably is on the show. Mm -hmm. And to follow that up with maybe one of the strongest, especially writing-wise, so funny. My God, it was so funny. Um, But it also does the stuff that Buffy does all the time, which is like nothing made sense. And people are leaving people alone to get kidnapped and like uh, the, the keys to the door, uh, that they locked Dark Willow in, in the book head, are yeah. just sitting on the deck. Like, all these little th- plot things are just kind of ridiculous, like Wesley showing up back at school to, like, save the day. I'm glad that they all happen. It's it's silly, but it's,
0: uh, it's, it is just a crazy episode. Situational comedy. I guess. That's what, what we were doing in this episode. I was just going to say, I want
1: to point out that this is a Willow-centric episode, mm-hmm. and therefore, great.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, let's roll on that. So I was trying to think. I mean, Xander's clearly gotten quite a few. You know, we started with the pack. I would say Teacher's Pet mm-hmm. is an episode of his. father yes. Be Witch People. they sure. clearly the Zeppo. Uh, and there might be a couple in there, too, that I can't recall offhand. But other than I, Robot Eugene, all the way back in season one. Yeah. I can't really remember a very Willow folk. We could say Gingerbread, kind of, but that was more about Joyce, if anything.
2: She had more screen time, I think, for that. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't call it centric either. I thought Mm -hmm. about that too. I'm like, I think it's iRobot Eugene. Mm -hmm. Like when we learn the most. Mm -hmm. Because even like we see her mom for the first time, but that's so inconsequential because her mom just disappears and it's not Well, when
1: you have like um, an episode where Willow is integral to the plot, like she's the one driving it forward. Yeah. As opposed to like Buffy... You know, I robot Eugene is the only one where she's like, no, I'm dating this guy and you're going to leave it alone, Buffy. You know, where she's making like her own choices versus supporting what's happening for the other characters, you know, and, you know, that's when you get the Xander centric episodes, too. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that Willow's really coming into the spotlight. Just now, which is sad because she's such a great character, but I think that it lends itself to Xander thinks he's the hero in his own story. He doesn't want to be the sidekick, but Willow's kind of been okay to resign herself to I'm Buffy's friend and I I help Buffy until now, Until now and now like and we'll see shortly in uh, choices. So in a, in a couple of episodes when she gets kidnapped and she's like stands up for herself and she doesn't really take any shit from Faith and mm-hmm. like she's really becoming a fully formed person. I think it's a combination of. Uh, you know she's feeling more confident in herself she's got a boyfriend she's a person she's turning into a witch and she's like got all these things going on and Buffy's been doing the faith stuff so she's kind of had to rely on herself a little bit more which makes her a more self-confident person so way better than me much much better it's really nice to see, and I'm glad we get more willow stuff going forward because it feels really one sided I mean it's Buffy's show so of yeah. course she's gotten the majority of the episodes, but to have so many Xander ones so far, and this being Simple like willow. the the first real willow one that is an about robot, Eugene, which is kind of you know just lucky, silly, but
2: I like it too because it's um you know the there is that we know willow's gonna go dark in season six, but there is that line between kind of the kid Willow, fuzzy sweater Willow, mm-hmm. and then they're, you know, to get to adult Willow. And we're, like, right there. And so it's really cool and, it, and kind of, you know, sad to hear her say things like, you're playing with some dark magic. Like, I'll never do right, dark magic. Know, and it's also, things. like, we know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. So hearing her say that sucks, but it's also, like, it's cool that she has these ideas and um, uh, sort of a vision for who she wants to be. And she doesn't want to be a doormat anymore, but she still has these, um, you know, ideals and believes in good magic and good people and mm-hmm. things like that so it's really cool to see all of those beliefs carry over into her becoming a witch and not wanting to be a dark witch but then obviously becoming a very whoops try end the world and then it's all so relative in the comics where it's just like magic is just magic do whatever you want and it's kind of uh it's all very strange now to look back on magic from so far Away, mm-hmm. especially so early right now, because it's all very tiny. Like, De hoffron is such a weird thing. Like, you don't know what he's going to be if you're watching this live, you know? Like, whoa, mm, yeah. who is this weird fucking guy? Which is so cool. Porn I like creature. that he's
0: a through. Like, he's mm-hmm. such a back tertiary character, but I like that he's consistent because that's what I'm about
2: But I mean, this could have all faded away. I mean, you could have had De Hoffren just to basically have this weird character that gets Anya back into our story. Mm-hmm. And then Anya could have disappeared again, and it would have been nothing. I mean, yeah. this would have been a classic Buffy. Go, yep. introduce a character, introduce an idea, and then it's gone. Gone yeah, forever from the world. Yeah, and that's initially
0: what they thought they were going to do with her. She wasn't yeah. supposed to stay on, but they just ended up liking her. Same thing with Wesley. I found out they were going to kill him in a pretty brutal fashion really? within Buffy. Like, he wasn't going to make it to Angel. Wow. Uh, I don't. They didn't say specifically what it was, but... Uh, but still, yeah.
2: like, that changes, like... The entirety of Angel. That's crazy.
1: I feel like we keep hearing everyone was supposed, supposed to, to be die. killed. Yeah. Like, Willow was supposed to die at some point. Faith is supposed to die. Everyone's supposed to die. And I wonder if it's just because Joss loves killing characters that he's like, oh my God, I just got an idea, guys. I think Faith should die. And then everyone has to talk him down. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. probably. No, I think so. Uh, I've mentioned that's before. what he was famous for before yeah, I even knew who true. he
2: was. I always heard about him as. He'll kill your favorite character before George, George R. Martin, Martin was. was
0: like, well, actually, I mean, George would have been first, but sure. Uh, but Joss. Yeah. He's the, he's the guy that kills everyone. And then George is like, you
2: <laughs> <He's so, laughs> would so never funny. kill Buffy. Like, yeah. not, not like, that I fucking
0: big. would. Even though John comes back. But like, sure. It's spoiler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <it's> spo- <laughs> well, you said we'll spoil. That's true. Of
0: TV from you.
4: and Now my best friend is What's going on.
0: Jeez. Who died? Oh God, who died? Uh, So yeah, I was, I've said it before that I think Joss maybe, he, this episode is so good because he's doing what he's best at, which is writing great, funny, witty dialogue. And I've said that I think he uses monsters as a way to get himself out of weird plot corners. Like, oh, I wrote this thing and I don't really know what to do, so I'll throw a monster. Like, we'll do a fight. And I think that the killing characters is the same thing. Like, I don't really know what to do with them. I'll just kill them. That'll be, you know, Ooh, that's exciting. And it doesn't really take a whole lot of thought. I'll just kill them. Uh, but I mean, I'm not a writer and writing stuff sounds hard. Imagining things is hard. I'm not good at that. I'm not very creative. So do you think it's lazy to constantly kill your characters? Shots fired George R. R. Martin, uh, because you don't know what else to do with them or maybe that's, so. maybe that's a two part question. Do you think he kills them because he doesn't know what to do with them? Yes or no. And then do you think it's lazy to do that?
1: Um, I don't think he kills them because he doesn't know what to do with them. I think he kills them because he likes killing them. Yeah. Which is, I like, I understand, like, it, you know, having a character die brings up all this emotion, and I don't think that's, like, cheap or lazy writing, depending on, like, how and why you're doing it. Like, obviously, Joyce dying, like, that's not cheap, and that no, wasn't that's not because he didn't know what to do with her. Like, right. that was something impactful. Him, I don't know, having Faith hang herself off screen because, like, things got complicated, and that felt like a dramatic way to end that storyline is maybe not you know, the best choice. I killed her.
4: And sucked her blood, as we vampires do.
2: I feel like TV at the time, too, it was like everybody always felt so safe, and so if you could just go out of the box just a little bit and just kill a main main character. I don't really know. That was probably a thing and I'm sure you get addicted to it when I'm, you know, I think it just depends on how you do it.
1: I think, you know, we've got a lot of shows now like Walking Dead comes to mind where it's like Mm. a whole new cast from the beginning because they've killed everyone and introduced them and killed them again. And, you know, like it just, I think part of it depends on the world that you're in, that they're creating. Like, obviously you're going to have zombies, people are going to have to die or it's a really dull zombie show. Yeah. So having characters die on a show like Buffy, that's not shocking. It's expected.
2: I think it's also how much time you think you have. Like The Walking Dead is a never-ending show at this Apparently. point. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can just introduce and kill and have new people. But I don't know. When you're, like, working within a, within a year, it's like you might only think you have this amount of time. So a lot of – I mean, I i don't know if it's lazy or not. Or, who knows? But, like, at the end of a season, if that's the end of your show, it's like of all of it, you know, if resolution and, and death – might go hand in hand so that's but fair. then you have another season and it's like oh well okay i guess we well i don't know maybe i want to know what deaths he maybe regrets well which one does he want to have back
0: i know marty noxon said she regrets killing tara but well, like, sure i think that's that. because of backlash more than anything else
2: yeah and it's, it's i mean that's just stupid but yeah. and that's a it's a great one that's a great stupid yeah, that's a good un- example
1: of one that shouldn't have happened lazy mm-hmm. just for it's because, because it wasn't meant for her, Yeah. you know, and, like, I don't know, putting Willow through that trauma. All they were doing, they were doing, like, the fridging a woman thing. Right. they mm-hmm. were, killed Tara, not on purpose. It wasn't meant for her, just so you could push Willow to be a villain. Yeah. And otherwise, you know, she wouldn't have gotten to that point. Right. She was already doing bad things, but she wouldn't have tried to, to end the world. And mm-hmm. very I think surprised. her
2: descent into evil, you know, dark magic by her own would have been so much better, especially watching this episode where you're like you know it's so weird because dark willow was kind of played comically she's like yeah, not she's that really dark you know yeah. yeah but also she's we don't know how dark it really is you know she's just kind of just a normal person walking around you know she only killed one person it's not like she's like a super powered she monster did try or to kill
0: two other people but
2: yeah, yeah i don't know she also I mean, just i think I it's know.
1: kind of, it's hard when you've got a character like willow who's been so good and so sweet to immediately like flip a switch and be like she's so evil it's Yeah, like Angel yeah. I think that's where it comes and from That it doesn't feel real too, where it's like you need some time for everyone to recognize like Willow's bad like she needs to go off into her dark mansion and be Dark Willow and then yeah, know. <laughs> do some dark stuff and then <laughs> well that's why I think maybe
2: six doesn't land for some people but I yeah. think when you rewatch it it does because all of, she was toying with darkness Yeah, and so it wasn't like a complete flip of the switch but it was enough of a flip where it's like it does feel cheap but I still it still worked because if she was just this Willow and then just went to evil Willow, that's some bullshit like that would be bad writing. But okay. at least they she was a drug addict first. She was a drug addict first. And then, they, and then this was wolf. the inciting yeah. incident.
4: It's really nice that you guys miss me. Say, you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you?
2: Yeah. And then we have to say, like, uh, Tara never got to learn the truth. She just got gaslit for a whole season and then dies.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then
2: we all, you know, get mad at, at Willow for a minute, you know, because now she's evil. But, but then of she course goes we...
1: to England and sits under a tree. Yeah. All better. Then, and then we accept her
2: back without any problems. I mean, what lessons do you learn? I don't know. That's all garbage.
0: Yeah, going back to the comics for a minute, since we're just talking about Willow stuff, it's... Uh, that always it's jarring. The comics are jarring because they're not the show. They are a lot different. And just the scope is gigantic. We're, we're doing things across the world as yeah. big as we can, just because we can mm-hmm. like budget. What's a budget. We're just drawing shit. Yeah. So uh, not to diminish the artwork and all the people working on it. I just mean in the sense of like, we can draw whatever we want. Um, and Willow, when she goes into phrase universe in the future, she is super dark and fucked up. And that's, you know, one of the plot lines of the comics. And very cool. And Uh, Even before that, when she's helping Buffy just during the regular course of season eight, it it seems like leagues away from where we end in season seven. I, the last thing she does in season seven is to give the power to the Slayer to everybody, right? Like she, right. her hair turns white and just like, oh, I, I can be good Willow. And just like, <laughs> okay. And that's a big deal. It's a, it's a weird, goofy spell thing, right? But I don't know how we get from that point at the end of season seven to what she's doing in season eight, which is just like, she flies everywhere because yeah. she can. And like, she raised these giant God things out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And just like, it doesn't seem... The Willow who's supposed to be on the path, who, who, who our season three Willow, who's like, no, there's rules for magic. And you right. should, you know, you can't do this with the chicken feet and the fucking getting the sofa in hell shit. Like, what are yeah. you doing to to that person who so
2: like, I'll just raise? Yeah, yeah, I'll just fly everywhere
0: yeah,
1: because
2: I'm so powerful that I can. Yeah, it's wild.
1: Well, and isn't that a whole plot point with Tara where she's like, I just magicked up the decorations. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. And Tara's like, you can't just do that right. for anything. Like magic is special in it. Yep. Just...
2: But she should have learned her lesson at the end of season six, right? That's the whole
1: yeah, point. And exactly. Then, mm. And then
2: she just reverts back.
1: I heard you were pretty powerful Wicca, so...
4: You heard right, mister. I, I'm always ready to work some dark mojo. So, tell me, is it dangerous? Oh, no. Well, can we pretend it is? I
2: mean, what's interesting about Frey, though, and, and does tie into this, is... They definitely throughout the whole show get better at like time travel, not, not so much traveling, but like conceptualizing other universes mm-hmm. because Frey is in a different universe. And there's yeah. a lot of like dark and, and light Willow. I mean, I don't know how to call these different Willows. <laughs> there is this competition between them because the whole idea is like going back in time to extract the dark Willow from that, that universe in Frey. Right. Because she's right. like ruling. And it's like if we could. Yeah, they weren't trying Willow's to like the take villain of, she's like, the villain the, of the Frey universe. Yeah. Right. So there is all the other universes. And so it's kind of weird to have this be our – we had the Wishverse, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then they plucked a person out of another universe that was replaying a moment that we had seen. Like she gets taken out just before she dies to be put back in right before – and then she dies again. Mm -hmm. Does that moment replay forever? What I mean they don't address it, but like what is time – where is this universe? Why did she come out at that moment instead of, like, as a 10-year-old girl or right after the, the vampires took over and, like, she just got turned? Why this moment? Obviously for storytelling reasons, but there's, like and, – and an ethical question of sending her back. Why would you send back a demon, a bad character, back into this other world? You know, you don't know she's about to get killed well, instantly. I
1: think that time and place makes sense, especially the going back in time because – Anya specifically says, like, I need to go back to the time and place my necklace and was And they did lost. do that, yeah. So that would be why you would get Willow from that point. Right.
3: That's because a fair point. That's a fair point. You'll
0: re- remember, the whole like while that fight is taking place, Giles and Anya are in his apartment and he's about to smash it. Those things are happening at the same time. Okay. That's legit. So theoretically, if they had gotten the actual necklace instead of grabbing Willow, they would have gotten it from right then and in Giles' apartment. So the time makes sense there.
2: That does. That does.
0: And I guess that if we keep riding that train, it would make sense that she would be sent back to that same moment.
2: But then time is relative because that moment is, yeah, we're going back to play it out and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, It's interesting to, I mean, what, what if she knew she was about to get staked? I mean, because if you took her out like that and she goes back in and she pivots, she might not But she didn't know she was about to get staked. I know. And that's what I mean. And at first I I thought that was like going to be the rub. Like when she was seeing all the flashes from The Wish, I thought Light Willow, Fuzzy Willow, was going (laughs) to know something, you know? But what if she did know? Like what if Anya was like, hey. You're you're going to I mean, she. how would she know? I don't right, know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying you're fucking with time and space at that point. If she comes back into that world, pivots or, or Oz trips or something else happens because time is then replaying. But then you're playing with like, what are the rules of all of this? And then you get really, for lack of a better word, lost. Uh,
0: Sorry. Yeah, the- and that's really it.
2: Lost is the time travel show. And they, they tried their best to, like, make a rule for it. But I don't know. It's I love watching kind of time travel stuff because it's
0: it just pay. trying to. It, it does. Yeah. It's hard to um, explain. And that's why it. you're
2: fine when you're in multiple universes happening all at the same time and time doesn't matter. And that's why the Fray stuff is all cool because you can really tap into it and then leave and you can go back in time and everything's fine and existing. And I don't know.
0: But as far as why they sent her back, I mean, it, they didn't. Willow didn't want to kill her because it was too weird, right? I know, which I kind of understand, but not really.
2: Let Buffy do it then. I think right? it's ethically dubious to send back a, a character. It's still a
0: vampire, and I don't like,
1: think it's ethically dubious.
2: A version of you is existing where Xander's a bad person, and I mean, they don't know all the details, but like, this seems like a powerful vampire creature. Why would you send that to any universe? I mean, that's how I feel. Like, why this is ba- this is bad in this universe. So, if we're just going to relativize everything and be like, well, maybe it's good in their universe, you can make that call, I guess. But then, why kill any demon? Why do anything to anything? Like, you only know this world. You know, vampires are bad. I feel like you should kill this vampire. I feel like you shouldn't send a vampire in an envelope back to <laughs> where it came from. I don't know. That's just how I feel.
0: I don't, maybe. What's the like, argument for not killing? Yeah. Um,
1: that she's a creature out of time and place and she deserves to go back to where she belongs like whether that's ethically good or wrong I think is irrelevant it's just you know like yeah she's probably going to do bad in that world but she's meant to do bad in that world and you don't know it's like the stepping on a butterfly thing know. you know like you don't know what it would do to not have her there maybe she kills someone who's bad and who then goes on and serial kills people like well that's you know, what I was saying you can't see like what the you know the ripples are of her being removed from that universe
2: I know. So I think
1: that would be the argument for sending her back.
2: <laughs> See, and it's just so weird, too, because in, in your head, and I'm sure for all of their heads, when I send back Willow, I don't send her back to the, f- the pause frame right. that she left from. You know what I mean? Like, if she disappeared, that would have continued to play out. Buffy and, I mean, the master would have won, right? But everybody would be dead. And then, like, three days go by. And then Willow just <laughs> back, back into the world and be like, "Yo, oh
0: shit, everyone's dead.
2: Everyone's dead. No, no the human except for factory. me and the Master. Yeah, no, no, the human factory. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. This didn't work. We gotta <laughs> go back to the blueprints. But the Master would have won. That's that would be cool. But we know she dies. And
0: oh.
1: no, that's
2: weird though. The pause frame on another universe is very strange. I think
1: me. it's I just know. that it's not, you know, the time." in both universes is separate. Like, yes. they're working at different times, so even though this happens over the span of three days or whatever yeah. in our world, in that universe, you know, like, it's not that it's paused, it's just, you know, happening in, like, a split second.
2: Oh, no, I know. I totally know. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's just just and I love that. It's
1: confusing and weird. And- Look, m-
4: magic is dangerous, Anya. It's, it's not to be toyed with. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have someone else's homework to do.
0: Yeah, well, so I think the sweater was a totally intentional choice because yes. not only has Willow been def- already dressing differently this season, bucket hats aside, mm. uh, she, that, that that sweater is over the fucking top. It like is. It's got plastic flowers I mean, on it. I mean, she
2: had a fuzzy skirt too. Yes. It was like mm-hmm. just fuzz all the way. That was season one stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Yeah, really exactly. Fun. So I think that was completely intentional to show like Willow was changing into a different character.
4: It must be the clothes. It's a fluke. It's a clothes fluke. That's what it is. And there'll be no more fluking. Not ever. We gotta get out of these
0: clothes. Right now. Oh, I didn't mean.
4: I didn't mean either.
0: Not reliable dog geyser person anymore. So I want to talk about everybody's favorite character, Faith, because she's oh. back. <laughs> so I'm going to skip over the beginning part because I want to talk about that separately at the beginning of the episode. I just mostly want to talk about her relationship with the mayor. Now, I famously love their relationship because I think that it's amazing that the mayor wilkins who is a hundred year old demon sugar
2: daddy no okay
0: so that's what i want to talk about Mm -hmm. you think that's gross and you think that's gross and i do too objectively faith doing that is gross i mean mayor wilkins did exactly what he's supposed to do which is instantly rebuff and be like this is not the relationship we're going to have but what i want to talk about is why faith would say that in the first place now i think that you can read faith either way as a perpetrator or a victim of her own making right so i think that faith has had a terrible shitty life and she has clearly r- terrible relationships with men uh, if we go all the way back even to beauty and the beasts all men are Beast buffy every relationship she's had with like it seems that men only want sex from her she's 15 16 and like that's how she sees the world even as recently as, as consequences in the last episode, the way she deals with Angel, like, are we going to party or are you going to fucking let me go? Right. Because she's expecting that he wants the same thing that every man that's ever been in her life wants, just wants to have sex with her right. and everything is a ploy to that. And she's over time taking that to mean like, well, I should at least get everything I can before they get what they want. So I'm going to leverage every situation I'm in with my body, with whatever to get everything that I want. To give, because I know what this guy wants. So she's treating the mayor the same way, like, oh, this old creepy dude's giving me this fucking apartment and this PlayStation, it's because he wants me to fuck him. Sure. And, like, that sucks. That sucks that that's her reality. Sure. And that that's how she would handle the situation and how she would perceive any kind of respect or, or like, uh, affection from a man in any way as, oh, you just want to use me. Thanks, Suga Daddy. Now, Faith, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. I'm a family man. So that comment is gross, but I feel really bad for Faith that that's been her experience. Now, she also seems to to be in control of herself. Like, she... I mean, obviously, as the Slayer, she has the strength to put the kibosh in any kind of potential assault. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't change the fact that people would still be trying to do that to her. So that yeah, sucks. that makes sense. But how much of it does she... Go and get herself. I think at some point after you've been the victim of stuff like that, you just turn it on its head and you're like, "Fuck it, no, I'm doing this because I want to." Yeah. Like, I'm going out and fucking these guys because I want to. But she,
2: she did, she does know the mayor's bad and, and went to the mayor, so she's chosen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I feel like it's a separate. I, yeah, I know it is a separate
2: yeah. thing, but I think that's why I'm. Don't, I, I, immediately I have no sympathy well the, mayor see is, on the screen is still I'm
0: using over. her which is the saddest part so it made me think about that unreliable unreli- narrator shit which pissed me off that I thought about that because <laughs> I was like in Faith's head are we seeing how he is how the mayor actually is with her or are we seeing what Faith is seeing about the mayor is he really this nice generous guy that cares about her in a paternal way and wants to take care of her and thinks of her as a daughter or is he actually like more monstrous and just in, like you are a fucking tool? You're nothing to me. Like there is really no love there, but Faith reads it that way because she's so used to people abusing her and taking advantage of her. And I was like, oh, "F man. you guys for making me think these thoughts."
1: Okay, so this is the this is the struggle that I have with Faith and the Mayor. Not that anyone asked. I'm going to tell you. Well, anymore. no, that I want was
0: it. I was no. I was sorry. That was a long point, but yes, I want to know. It's I written down. What do you think of that? I
1: don't think. The relationship between Faith and the mayor Is paternalistic in any way I don't think he sees her as a daughter I don't think she sees him as a father I think he has shown he cares about manners he cares about appearance he cares about doing what is the right thing like the mayor has a specific idea about the way the world should work you know he thinks that being polite is important being on time is important washing your hands is important. important i think that if you get a 16 year old girl who comes and says i want a job you do what is right which is make sure she has a safe place to sleep You give her her PlayStation, you take care of her. I don't think it's a paternal feeling. that He's like, oh, she's my daughter, and I want to care for her. I think it's him going, this is the correct way to act. And when she's like, hey, sugar daddy, he's like, no, I'm your boss. I'm paying you. Like, don't be creepy. Yeah,
0: I would agree with you to the, the mayor that we've seen up until this point that you could definitely make that argument. Going forward, however, he even straight up says to Giles... Like in the, like you are treating your daughter that way. Like I would never treat my daughter this way. Like it's, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something like that. And then when we get to season four in uh, this year's girl, I think there's a, a video, he left a video for faith Yeah, and he's just like, you know, you're my, spe- like you're, you're, I, I think it makes it really clear as we go on that it's definitely more of a paternal thing. He's got a hundred
2: days left yeah. and he's like, I haven't been a dad. You got the brains. He's got the
3: fast break perfect
4: match match you want us to breathe
3: i want you to tutor him
2: <laughs> i'm gonna be a dad. Gonna be
0: dad to this weird orphan girl but no
2: i i agree with you like mm. that's the read that i was sort of having because he says all that stuff you know no i'm a family man like no you're not but you are to the world at large mm-hmm. and that's what we've been doing this whole time but i don't i forgot all about all that crap
0: yeah know. But that's that's an interesting perspective. And I think hmm. it's totally true. And it would be for everybody he interacts with in the regular world. And it's interesting to think that he's probably tapping into when he did have a family, because later we find out, hmm. I, th- I think we find out or this is canon somewhere else, that he had a, a wife that he loved very much. And like she, he had to watch her die And because like, he's talking about kind of musing on immortality and how. Oh, yeah, he's giving the speech to, to Angel. He's like, um, you'll watch your age. And, you know, this is no kind of life for a young girl, what you're doing to her? Yeah, it gets real good. The marriage is great, so there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm excited because he's he's wonderful, but yeah, Faith is not.
0: And then talking about Faith a little, but mostly
2: this <sighs> is what I want.
0: Yeah, I okay. So at the very beginning of the episode, Willow and Buffy are having a conversation about a uh, psych evaluator from the council who's been evaluating Buffy and Faith off screen. He even has that test to see if you're crazy that asks if you ever hear voices or if you ever wanted to be a florist. Oh, I used to want... Wait, florist means crazy, right? I never wanted to do that. Along with, perhaps, some other members of the council who are evaluating them in other ways. We never meet them. Uh, They're never named or shown. Um, I don't... Why do you think
2: it was in the episode? Because I was distracted by the CG the fake-ass pencil, fake oh, yeah. ass pencil <laughs> spinning yeah. Not forever well. and ever and ever yeah uh, i actually when you said it all i was like oh yeah they were talking about like you know those tests you take to say if you're gonna be right because it's like if you're a florist you're a burger or TAT's, whatever i was like
0: That's associative logic and that test to see if you're crazy that i asked if you hear voices or ever wanted to be a florist
2: yeah and i just thought they were just uh spitballing but i went back and listened to it too and i'm like yeah, yeah. there's like this happening mm-hmm. what is this thing
0: a quick note we all know what rorschach is right it's the inkblot thing yeah. that you like mm-hmm. make up the picture and whatever the picture is says that you know yes. you want to kill people or whatever and then uh the tat is actually a similar thing thematic app perception test so instead of it being rorschach it's actually a picture you're still making up the details of the picture the characters and oh, cool. their motivations but it's a it's an actual picture um and then the the, uh, the other thing, she's like, the one that lets you know if you're crazy or hearing voices or whatever Want to be a florist, uh, that one I don't know. And associative logic is, you know, say the first thing that comes to mind and what you associate this in this. So uh, this sounds really interesting and it sounds like the council is a big fucking deal and they're actually coming to handle their shit for once in their fucking lives and we don't get to see it. We don't get to see it at all. There's not even, like, you know what would be really funny? I understand if you don't want to dwell. Maybe it's not that interesting. There's a lot of shit It's going not that me. interesting. It's not. I would say-
2: I don't want to watch this episode. Which is
0: hilarious. Like, if you really minimize the time that we had in this episode, which was chock full of quotes and stuff, I'd be pissed. However, I think we had a whole season where there was some fat and we could have fucking used that time. Like, we could have had an episode in between Consequences and Doppelgangland, or Doppelgangland could have been earlier in the season, or whatever you want to do, where. We went from the last thing that happened with Faith and our friends was she was running away from the council, from handcuffs. Yes. Wesley fucking handcuffs her. You're going to fucking
2: England to fucking jail. (laughs)
0: Yes. And then she's just back. She's just back and not saying out. anything. And instead of her being shipped to England again, which that was the plan. Okay. I get it. Fine. We've instead, we're going to have you be here. We've decided it's less disruptive for you and your personal growth. But if not for you and your here, personal
2: growth. You're losing your mind.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll brought our people here instead. But like, Okay, if you don't want to spend the time on it in this episode, again, you could have put it somewhere else. But I think it would have been really fucking funny if either during the, the the pencil flipping scene or when Faith comes in back in the library with Wesley, if we zoom out and there's just, like, a guy on the side, it's like, who's this guy? Oh, that's Steven from the council. Okay. And then we just, like, never address it again. Like, one, even that would have made me be like, that's, you know, that's the psych guy from, I don't know. And I really, part of me, as cheesy as it is, wants a fucking training montage. Like, I want to know how good buffy did on the track like i want to know and i just i feel like that would have been so fun why didn't we get that and instead we get stupid shit like i don't know what's been a bad filler episode this season oh
2: and i mean everything at the beginning um
0: the glove of Minigon.
2: oh god we could have skipped West, one post, post.
0: we could have real council people doing psych tests instead bored now
2: when faith just walked son. into the library i was i genuinely floored i was like I I thought we would not see her again.
0: It makes you feel like you skipped an episode. I know. She
2: is evil and she should not be here. Even just with the awkward ass conversation. But, you know, I don't care. I don't like that's weird
1: thing where she was like, I was just like going off at the mouth like I'm totally on board. She did say that. Like they tried to like angle in like, no, there is a plan. Kind of we talked about off screen right, yeah, she's, yeah.
0: she's fine like this is not
2: the next day afterwards they've made up weirdly yeah. and like, like this they're... has
0: to be time like, has, has passed weeks. yeah yeah the little yeah. fun like punch on the arm to buffy Go i know him, tiger what oh, the she fuck she was like who is this character where are we <laughs>
2: that was all very poor but i <laughs> yeah. i love this like council existing in the background because even just showing up in consequences was fucking dumb and mm-hmm. like the fact that they're still here is fucking dumb and holy shit, why is Wesley still in this fucking library and in the school? Like, if we just went to somewhere with less hallways, we could really handle our shit better. That's what I feel. (laughs) Because when we got to chase fucking after Cordelia in the hallway later, not fun. It's not great. So many hallways. Also, how did all these classrooms, we've never even talked about it, they all interconnect. They're all like... What is this school? Yeah, there do seem
0: to be doors between the classrooms. What
2: is this school? We, I had, a, we had a few in yeah. my high school that were connected that were hmm. probably like older before they kind of renovated stuff, but usually just two. But it seems like they're running through multiple, <laughs> like everything's just connected. That seems crazy to me.
4: Jazz so planning on jumping in with an explanation anytime soon?
2: Well, uh, something. Something um, very strange is happening. Can you believe the Watcher's
0: Council let this guy go?
2: I don't know just get a smaller place guys I mean the magic box right they get the that's right. usually where they meet later once they're yeah, out of school yeah season 4
0: they always meet at Giles apartment which is See, weird and we,
2: then well which like is great box. though I mean so many great scenes at least it makes a little
0: sense. more sense and it's
2: tiny no, there's no hallways <laughs> no one's running <laughs> oh, come on so, so <laughs> much no better hallways. so much better yeah I
1: uh, wrote notes in the last episode that we watched consequences about the council mainly I had this realization like why is everyone from the council English like yeah. if this is like a worldwide problem and there's only one slayer it seems like there would be a delegate from every country saying no but my country has an apocalypse and i need her and that she would be more like some sort of like trained assassin assassin slash state agent that just has to like go and move between all these countries and these like varying needs and in my head i pictured that scene from the rescuers down under (laughs) or the rescuers like both of them I guess where they have like this international council of oh, mice right. yeah. and they're all <laughs> sitting in front like at their desk, with like a sign that says like Israel, Japan, China or whatever they're and then they're fuckers. all like voting on things and I was like that's what the council should look like, like why the is it UN? just a room of six white British people R-E-S-S-S-U-E. R-E-S-C-U-E Rescue a society, a society. Touch, touch the us. sky. You, you mean, mean everything, everything to me.
0: In a fix, in a bind, call on us anytime. We'll appear from nowhere. Mighty are we? R.E.S.C.U.E.
1: Rescued Society. Honesty, loyalty, we pledge to R-E-S-C-U-E. What, but the R.E.S.C.U.E. monsters
2: yeah, <laughs> and you would think that they would have parlays with like the actual like with hogwarts and stuff it's like they once you get into power you know the president knows about magic so like when things go on Mm -hmm. you know it's all some secret big conspiracy cabal thing but like wouldn't the real world want to know i mean wouldn't you want to yeah because i mean the cops know and like the mayor's a thing and the mayor's involved and snyder knows like how you couldn't keep this thing a secret you would definitely have a U.N. and then a fucking council U.N., right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And yeah. then there would be a delegate God. from the council U.N. that interacts with the world government U.N. And, R- yeah. yeah. Uh, originally, Wesley was supposed to be an American watcher, and then now that you bring it up. And I guess they wanted him to be kind of the character that Michael J. Fox plays in that show he was famous for being on, not Spin City, but the one that he was famous with the kids. Stephanopoulos. I know that's a real person,
2: right? George Stephanopoulos is the, he's, with, uh, he's with the
0: Okay. Not you sure it's not Spin City? No, well I mean he wasn't Spin City, but he was in like he's the middle child, but he's like way beyond his years. Like he wears suits to school and he reads the paper every day. Charles in yeah. Charge or something? Yeah, like that. But it wasn't that. Anyway, he wanted him to be like that. He being Josh Wheaton wanted him, Wesley, to be like that, like an American cocky kind of guy. Like I'm at school and I know everything. Blah blah. blah. But they. Like, miss the just, you know. what would we do baby? Oh. If he disappeared, movie. it wouldn't have
2: felt fine. I think it's only fine in hindsight. It's fine because Wesley's awesome. Yeah. Like, I love Wesley so much. Yeah, and Wesley's even watching fine. him here, I'm like, I, I hate you, but man, I fucking <laughs> love you. I've been enjoying watching
1: him. I yeah. used to find him annoying right? until he gets to Angel. Uh, but I really... Yeah, yeah no. It, it's it, so fun to see him be completely worthless. It,
2: it is. And he's worthless a lot in the first... You know, I think he shows up in season two in Angel, and he's just such a...
1: He's just like a drunk Worthless, dad. too they're like you demon know demon hunter extraordinaire right doesn't he right? yeah shows up in yeah. that
2: fucking car and they're like driving through the right and he's like got a like a corvette or something like that he's like going around yeah he's mm-hmm. the oh that's so
0: funny oh wow I don't remember oh angel yeah,
1: yeah he had like a silly name for himself
0: like oh wait something demon he rogue demon hunter yeah. Yeah. Demon Hunter. when he first shows up he does have a weird car he does yeah, yeah. he's a cool guy wearing leather he, that's what day. I mean yeah.
2: yeah and then he's, he's car, just car like, guy
4: that's right
0: is this a penis metaphor Okay. But like the first
2: season was all just a joke and then he yeah. becomes a real yeah.
0: Now that we know he's on the show for sure. Yeah, he's gotta be a real character. Yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> we <finally> committed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's uh let's yell some stuff that is not about the council because we already talked about that, even though I gotta say half of my shit is just why the who are these fucking anyway. So wow. Didn't mention off? it
2: once.
1: <laughs> um so fun to have Snyder in the episode. He's always so repugnant and disgusting and having him be like, Willow, you're worthless and who cares about what you're doing? I don't care that you're the smartest person in the school. Uh, you're You've already got your acceptance letters. You're loser's homework.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And didn't you say like, I, I don't care that you taught Jenny Callender's class for the yeah. whole end of last yeah. year. He <laughs> was like,
1: uh, whatever, you have time. What are you doing on a Friday night or something? And I was like, um, she taught Jenny's class for mm. like a year unpaid. Are you freaking kidding me? Give back to the community. Well, didn't
2: he imply that? He was like, I know you like to teach or something like that yeah he I did mean, it's like and then he was
1: like you need to give back to the community and i was like what <laughs> i was such
2: a knowing that was wonderful with him because he mentioned that oh, go go fish we don't want it to happen like our yep. swim team last year like whoa, whoa continuity bringing up events <laughs> from
0: the past <laughs> Daniel?
2: The Sunnydale Cinema is playing a movie called Hotel, rated R. Ooh. And I think it's uh, another one called The Goose Ran Away. And so The Goose Ran, and then it looked like it was going into an A. So I'm going to assume Ran Away. Did
0: you look to see if these are real movies? No, absolutely not.
2: Ah. Um, they're not. The Goose Ran Away, really. I, mean, I, I hope it is. But it's quite, quite confusing because... Uh, Dark Will is walking through, of course, Maple Court. The shot
0: for shot of Cordelia with the wish. We is, then. Yes, but
2: yes. with all the people instead of no one. I mean, all the all people. Of oh all the street. All the people walking oh in the middle of the street. It doesn't matter. It's crazy. But it was confusing because there were a bunch of kids around, which implies the Goose Ran Away is probably G rated. <laughs> but then, like, there were those couple of little horror things where people are screaming and, like, there are adults going in apparently to see hotel. I can't decide, like, what is playing right now because I. I gotta say it's probably a one a one, one screen. screen cinema. Yeah. So I'm thinking that the goose ran away, let out and
0: That's all the ho- kids hotel dead. is
2: starting. Oh, right. That's all yeah. I can assume.
0: Okay. Wow, I didn't even notice that on the marquee. So yeah. thank you for that. Yes. What a little interesting. Couldn't
2: see it The the quality's too bad that when we get a good shot of the whole cinema. Couldn't read it. It's blurry. It
0: sucks. As more of the madness of the beginning of this episode, Stacia pointed out that Willow was acting like Faith killed the DMAF, RIP, on purpose. Like, like, well, she's a murderer. No, no, no. As we learned, she's a manslaughterer, and it was an accident. It's true. And, like, I just... Hard, why, hard to
2: shake it, though. Hard to shake that...
0: Uh, I just don't know why we can't... Stick with facts. The facts are Faith did an accident, which is why we are rehabilitating her instead of putting her in But prison. the facts
2: are also that Faith is a asshole and <laughs> fucker.
0: No, she's not. Playful punches. Bitch. Station... <laughs>
2: What's wrong with you <laughs>
1: um i thought i noticed this in the last episode too with consequences but i thought face uh, wardrobe choice was interesting and i do think that we get and even like willows uh bad willow and good willow regular willow yeah right reliable Dark willow bad willow, willow, willow. <laughs> vampire willow and reliable willow like those are very specific wardrobe choices so mm. i think them putting faith in a white shirt and a baby blue sweater mm felt very, like, innocent and pure, but mm-hmm. then also she's wearing black leather pants because she's a double agent. <laughs> you can't trust her.
2: They <laughs> really thought this one out. It's yeah.
1: true. <laughs>
2: Ooh, that sounds like them.
1: Oh, thanks.
4: What? Old Reliable? Yeah, great. There's a sexy nickname.
2: Um all of them when they thought that Willow had gone bad and are sitting oh. on the and then Willow comes in as maybe like Loki one of my favorite scenes of the whole show so far like
0: Joss Whedon agrees
2: just really and I mean good for them I mean fucking all that bullshit it's on the bluff with Angel right. thinking and that's a bit fuck that this was so good mm-hmm. everybody just like going up and hugging her and even just Will. I mean Willow my one of my favorite lines when she says uh, it's really nice that you guys miss me say did
0: you, you didn't do, do a tru- bunch tru- of drugs <laughs> did you <ya?"> yeah <laughs> fantastic. I use that line in my real life multiple times. Nice. Yeah. I mean, this episode is rife with shit I've stolen and we can just go off on our favorite quotes. Oh, I know. I know. But then,
2: but then like when it calms down after Giles, like just rushes her is so great. And then it's like everyone's like Giles and he's like something something weird is happening here I'm like that's so Giles like you're trying to like compose yourself back together but like you're so happy at the same time it was very cute
0: this scene's incredible yeah Uh, I really like that Vamp Willow is a great fighter like that she, as her time happened, like, as she... Because she must have been turned early. And we guess we don't know. We don't know in the alternate know. universe, like, what year she would have been turned. But it seems like she can kick ass because mm. she takes those vampires out. Like, no fucking problem. So, that made me happy. I also like the way that um, Allison Hannigan plays fake... Or, Good Willow as Bad Willow And how she's, like, constantly readjusting herself in the outfit. And yeah. just, like, can't quite get comfortable. I think that's really
2: I also like this world. Just to piggyback on that, when she takes her... The, the the, the, breaks the fingers. It's like you work for a shadowy organization. Break one finger. <laughs> uh, you work for oh, it turns out the mayor. Break one more finger. Oh, I know, I work for you. And then like that's it. Yep. That was all the pressure applied. Yep. And then like I just work for you now yep. and I and all I'm unquestioning <laughs> yeah. instead of like, oh, yeah, I totally work for you. Walks ahead and then Staker. Right? Like what what are we doing? He's a that's terrible all bad it guy. takes to be
0: just a born henchman. He's just waiting for somebody to take just him. for somebody <laughs> to just tell him <laughs> yeah. what to do. Stage up.
1: Um, I like the scene when we get Willow or Willow when we get Buffy, and she sort of bounces up, skips up to Xander, and she's like, "Are you gonna introduce me to your friend?" As if Xander would be hanging out with a hot red-haired chick <laughs> that you've never and she met just before. Acts like it's a normal thing that she would just not know this person. But then it was really fun when she's like, "Oh, holy god, holy it's god, you're Willow." <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Hey, Buffy.
4: Aren't you gonna introduce me to your t- holy god? You're Willow.
3: Angel
2: knowing that Willow is a little gay, like when that line oh happened and then Angel was just Classic. like, but...
4: It's extraordinary. It's horrible. That's me as a vampire? I'm so evil and skanky. And I think I'm kind of gay. Willow, just remember, a vampire's personality has nothing to do with the person it was.
2: Well, actually... it's a good point. Never mind. No, uh, I thought that was really fun. And also, this whole angel being angel from the show, in this show. <laughs> Guess is sorry, awesome. Buffy the Vampire, I, sorry. Fucking lo- <laughs> I love that we've really turned Angel around mm-hmm. and that we are just focused on Angel of the series. Oh,
0: wait, the the library scene part due when Angel comes in and is shaky. <laughs> I don't know how to tell. Willow. Oh, hey, Willow. Yeah. <laughs> just or she's right princess. there.
2: I thought he was going to like rush her and hug her too, which I'm glad he didn't because that would have been quite out of character. Out of character for Angel. Yeah.
0: Although he gets there in Angel the Show. I feel like he gets there. Yeah, but
2: we're like Cordelia. prototyping Angel yeah. the Show at this point. So That's we true. can't have him just hugging people. Yep.
1: Um, I really like that scene between Vamp Willow and Cordelia when Cordelia Cordelia's like, I could get the keys, but I could also make you sit here and listen to me. What are we going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> so that was really fun. So good.
2: <laughs> Smart. Huge question. Who stripped Willow out of yeah, their outfits? Right. And I. I have a, I just have a huge problem with it because why didn't you tie her up? Why you know you've tied up vampires before and they're stuck. They're just stuck. So the fact that they not only stripped her, which alone they could have just put her in a corner mm-hmm. and put a blanket on her, a potato sack. Why do you why redress do you her. redress her yeah. with your fuzzy in your clothes, which will just sow confusion later on. If if Cordelia walked in on a potato sack. <laughs> willow we willow in this. a it, which no because you would put her behind the thing you know there, you wouldn't even know she was there right so obviously I mean, willow did like, it right willow
1: hours why is cordelia even there that's a great
2: point thing but great point. willow is definitely the one right i mean willow would have done it
0: yeah undressed herself in herself. which
2: yeah. imagine that fucking weird I've
0: had yeah. that thought too <laughs> yeah all of this
2: is so strange just and I seems love it so
0: meticulous and time-consuming for something we don't have fucking time. well for. and
2: also like just watching uh you know people uh or if you've ever been or like seen your grandparents in like a, a house a home or whatever you lifting dead weight mm-hmm. to fucking put on someone's underwear like get out of here well, man. I just saw
1: on the Halloween episode Willow is ripped oh yeah she is kind
0: of kind of muscular yeah but
1: I, well, she to had, just yeah, lift her own yeah. body up to like. I was going to say. Well, and I'm also gonna, like, very. Roll her over, unzip the corset, and roll her out of it. <laughs> well,
2: to get that one. But then it's one thing to take someone's clothes off. It is so much harder to, to put it, it back yeah. on. She's wearing tights. Tights. And that's the what thing the too. Fuck? Tights and like. And put the shoes, shoes back on. on. Yeah. Like, Clearly yeah. the, she was just filming in this. I get it. And she just lays down. But potato sacks. What are we doing? I don't get it.
0: I like that Angel and Oz are buds, apparently. They just have a nice easy rapport, but I mean Oz gets along with everybody, I'm sure, but still. And uh where the fuck is Angel going on those ropes? Because they seem to be behind a stage, which would imply to me that they're for so curtains. Good. Or something not to yeah. Yeah, anything but an escape hatch. Like what, <laughs> what the fuck? How is he getting outside? But the later room?
2: Devin knew because he jumps on them at the end. When he's like trying to get out, but cannot climb it. He's just in the background for it. It's <laughs> well, amazing. Just, we see him jump on it and he's just still going.
1: <laughs> and I then mean, we see I him not to succeed. I assume that there's just a hole in this warehouse because we I also know. know it's like riddled with cockroaches. That yeah. It's just basically dilapidated. Right. Yeah. And, Angel climbs up the light rope and then catapults himself through the dilapidated (laughs) hole in the roof. Right, because
2: you would just basically go up to like, I. well, we've seen the awning. We've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, you can walk up those stairs Mm -hmm. and kind of have this overview. I assume above the stage is probably that too, like a normal. like
0: a catwalk type of thing where they all hang out.
2: But... Above you is still the ceiling. Like he's right. got to jump up to like some crazy like so opening. Even if
0: Devin made it up there, he's not getting up. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: there might be access to the stairs up there, oh, which means that there's access to the stairs from below because nobody needs to take the rope to get up to the catwalk. <laughs> the
1: so many way. questions,
0: <laughs> Stacia.
1: Um, I really like the way that Vampolo, after she gets shot with Oz's like sleep gun tranquilizer gun sleep gun that's so cute I couldn't think of the word I'm like you know go to out gun Uh, she's just like bitch
2: (laughs) that's the moment you handcuff her come on what are we doing so
1: good that
2: was wonderful and also like to go back to that too why didn't they just have somebody holding the gun waiting for her to wake up and then shoot her again the fact that they left her alone
0: yeah
2: obviously we need to just move the plot along but that those would have those been
1: a good job for Faith. Great job for right? Faith, <sighs> babysitting and yeah, shooting people. But she was being shoot. evil and playing PlayStation at the mayor's so. house. Oh That's my gosh, right. she's probably playing Crash Bandicoot
2: when she could have been here <laughs> have. doing some fucking work. You're right, Daniel. Oh, uh, oh, just to go back on that that Angel and Oz uh, one scene that I just laughed really hard for was when he was like, the vampires like, if y'all don't do anything, no one's gonna get hurt. And then Angel says, "Why don't I believe him?" And Oz says. Well, he does lack credibility. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so funny.
0: Okay. Uh do you have any more stuff?
2: Uh n- no, except for the the Wesley Cordelia thing is gross and oh, yeah. I'm very uncomfortable and again, hallways as we as we said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, less Cordelia's hallways
0: are gross. So do you have anything else? Mm. I mean
2: we have the watches, but
0: Yeah. Well, I propose
2: That we just throw down some quotes.
0: A quote lightning around super fast. Do you have so, any yeah. other quotes? Yeah. As fast as we can do. This is gonna have some right, editing so we'll, in post. We'll go or we go back
2: to the old format where we just yell it's like crazy people. No, we'll we'll I'll edit it.
0: Okay. Go He's not gonna be on
1: the cover of Sanity Fair.
2: <laughs> you want us to breed?
0: <laughs> I'm eating this banana. Lunchtime be damned.
2: Buff, I'm oh. storming off. It doesn't work when you're coming. Sorry. <laughs> I, like, I thought we you were gonna I thought you were gonna finish the quote. Oh, uh, yeah no, okay. lunch be damned buff I'm storming off oh it doesn't really work if you're coming with me yes
1: uh I call that a radical interpretation of the
0: text ooh one I steal okay. from my personal life too really yes old reliable there's a sexy nickname that's right uh I'm a blood sucking feed look at my outfit
1: that's a little blacker than I like my arts
2: me and Osgo mistress of pain every night
0: <laughs> <laughs> hands hands in new places <laughs> Bored now. Nice.
2: Strangely, I feel
4: like staying at home. And doing my homework. And flossing. And dying a virgin. You know, you can OD on virtue.
1: Wanna be bad? Who? What? Willow, Pam Willow says that to Willow. Oh, right.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. Wanna be
1: bad? Yeah, that's
2: right. Oh yeah, really like Hands, mine. hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then I liked it when Giles and Xander were talking and, uh, and Giles says, uh, or Xander says, she was better than me. And Giles was just like, yes, much much better. better.
1: (laughs) Okay, I have three more. Go. Cordelia, do I have something on my neck? Vampula, not yet. (laughs) That was good. No more snuggies? Yes. I've got double guilt coupons. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was at the end. I have double guilt coupons. I I see where Vice leads. She knew, and yet she still went down that road. How many guilt coupons do you think she has now? Oh, so many. Jesus.
0: She bakes cookies for everybody in something blue when she's feeling guilty. Oh, well I forgot to mention, uh, casually, Giles asked Willow to do crimes again. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Immediately, like right away. I'm tired of doing things for people. Hey, Willow, can you do a crime? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> she just like skips off. Okay. I'll do crimes.
2: Oh, and then all this like Faith stuff, I'd be like, Faith, get out of my fucking business. You don't get to know that I'm hacking in the mayor. That was yeah. a plot point for later. Yeah. I didn't appreciate
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you tell me our our updates for our watch? I need All to know right, what just we a watched.
2: few watches. I I missed this one, but Xander button down tank top watch. I didn't even notice Ooh, what Xander was willing I didn't either. wearing
0: either. I'll try to look at Xander as
1: little as possible. Yeah, fuck huh, it. Nobody,
2: nobody. I I just remember a sweater, but nothing else. Yeah. Maroon jacket still. Uh, just where the fuck is it? It must God, be right, a season four. Problem. Yeah, almost season four. Giles being mean to Oz. There is, there is an A. They're not together. Devin Watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. baby. Climbing <laughs> up that rope and insulting those fruity jazz, jazz bands. bands. Your professional bands can play up to six, sometimes seven completely different chords. That's just like fruity jazz bands. Streets ahead. We were on Maple Court. We were. But I didn't catch any new, oh, we any new ones. No, and then Giles' most dangerous KO is still. That's right. And he he survived this episode fine. He did. He didn't do anything really. Did he? No. I mean not like not. casual fighting. Mm-hmm. He kind of took down a vampire.
0: Yeah. Outside the bronze, right? Yeah.
2: Well, when they stormed in.
0: Mm-hmm. In the
2: back. Because they were on the back of the stage or whatever. Because right. Xander I thought was going to take it. Although Xander does flip a dude. But it's uh, but Giles is the one that jumps on top of him and
0: stakes the shit Man, out of him. Man, that know? fight seems a blur. I just remember Buffy with the pull cue. Xander, I beg you not to help me.
2: I just remember them being like, help me. I'm being strangled. And Buffy just continues like she sees and then just keeps fighting. One second, I gotta. <laughs> Why wouldn't you run for your just friend? Sure. And then also, how can you yell when you're getting choked out? I think that Willow is not very good at choking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently Will- not. I guess maybe that's not something you do in your world, right? Like she never has to choke, so like she thinks she's choking. I mean, they don't breathe, right? Right. So it's like this is definitely how how humans breathe. (laughs) That's all I can because she just
0: clamping. Because she gets a
2: straight yell, like I'm being choked out. I I I shouldn't be able to say
3: anything. Yeah. But she's like Buffy. Buffy! (laughs) (laughs) Horrible.
0: Uh, if you miss us between now and our next episode, I want you to know that you can find us everywhere on the internet. That's going to be at Beat Me Pod, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, all those places. Also, website beatmepod.wordpress.com, and it's got fun little pictures and like notes about our show. And if you're like, "Hey, where'd you get that reference from?" It'll be there. Isn't that neat? You could also listen to every song that's been in our podcast episodes, as well as any epi- any song that's been in the episodes of television that we are watching. You can listen to those on our playlist at Spotify. That'll be "Beat Me Hyphen Fun Time" playlist for podcast fans. Season three, but now I think it's time—what we've all been waiting for—to rank this sucker. It's going to be a high one, just so you know. Willow hacks. We talk about the net. We are breaking in to mayor's files, doing crimes, and fucking magic. We do both. Get an eight. Would have put it higher, but didn't need to. Mm. Didn't need to. Joyce. Didn't show up. Thank you. Oh, my Five. God.
2: That is like low key. <laughs> didn't even think about it. Wow. She could have really ruined this episode. She could
0: have. She could have <laughs> fucked my whole shit Ooh, up. But awesome. thank so you, good. Joyce, for not thank being you so around. Much. Giles uh, gets an eight three piece suit. The Willow hug. I mean, mm. that in and of itself. Come on. Uh, Monster of the week. Willow. Ten automatically. Vampire Willow gets a ten. We just. I mean, she's the reason this episode even exists mm-hmm. because she's such a cool, fun character.
4: I'm not a vampire. You are
0: relationship goodness or badness now it's sad that willow feels neglected uh she feels walked all over that's a bummer that our friends they're not doing it intentionally but just like the way that they're being inconsiderate with how they're dealing with their friend so that will bring it down some but other when everybody again the library scene so sad that willow's dead i just think that that's a testament to how much they love each other absolutely So that's gonna get an eight only brought down by sad willow and then episode specific that's me as a vampire. I mean, I'm so evil and skanky, and I think I'm kind of gay because you can't not. <laughs> ten of ten because what an iconic line. Yeah, Angel's yeah. well actually is one of the, yeah, the <laughs> yep. best things ever. Forty nine total number one for the season, surpassing The Wish, which is pretty funny. Yeah,
2: I mean that we both are. We all loved it. Yeah, I mean that's a high one I think for all
0: of us. So mine's number one. What do you got, here. Oh, also this is the fiftieth episode, which. It's right. not like that big of a deal, but it's weird to think that we've done 50 of these actually 52 because I was going to remind
2: you that it was the 50th yeah. and then I didn't.
0: I should have brought my noisemaker that you guys like so oh, much. Oh, What's that? Remember when it was Buffy's birthday and I scared you and upset the dogs?
2: What's the noisemaker though?
0: That thing that goes.
2: Why didn't you bring it?
0: I know I should have. Well, would that would
2: have been. Because it's the 50th 50th episode. It feels important somehow. Do you know who the band was? Uh, Choice. That we watched that music video for? (laughs) (laughs) In this stupid fucking episode of... uh tv that we were trying to watch but i had to watch a fucking music video
1: apparently they're like the most famous band according to kelly that's ever been on the show except for michelle branch and i was like the most oh, famous sorry. they couldn't even afford to buy a comb like the lead singer's hair was tragique i yes. feel like
0: case choice and chibamato so which is setting the bar kind of low i mean i love Mato, but like but they, got a lennon they in they there. That's name. the yeah exactly thing, that's why yeah.
2: the so they're inherently bigger
0: right? but i mean you can tell that that like Choice because we watched the music video as he saw Oh yeah, happy. I know. But, and it's yeah, like I mean it's bass. just
2: it was uh it was I like the music though at the beginning before <laughs> it turned into a 90 song, but like when it was just like doop 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 do, the little plodding bass, and then it was like where in 90s. Get <laughs> <got> out <laughs> <of> here. Oh my chair, like
4: dummy
2: number one overall of 50.
0: That's right. No. Okay. But it is. I
1: ranked it 8 out of 50.
0: Okay. That seems low, but fine.
1: <sighs> it is below Becoming Part 2, Becoming Part 1, Welcome to the Hellmouth, and The Wish.
2: So The Wish is higher.
1: The Wish is one higher. Okay. And then it's above Angel Halloween Band Candy Lovers Walk. Bad Girls. Okay.
2: Those are all strong. I don't
1: know heavy why hitters. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the ones that are above it, like Prophecy Girl, When She Was Bad, Passion, et cetera, et cetera, they feel iconic and yeah. like touchstones for the show. Like you wouldn't have that show without these episodes, whereas Doppelganger is fun, but if you take it out, literally nothing changes. Yeah,
0: so that's always the the balance, that, right? We bring that up yeah. a lot where it's like, this doesn't impact the rest of the show. We don't really have a ton of character development other than, you know, you could say Willow, obviously, is, is going through mm-hmm. some stuff, but it, like is that how we're, we're measuring it right like we we tend to I tend to at least go back to I had the best time and this is an episode I do go back and watch just for fun like I remember I was like oh I know every word to this silly 90s song in this in this episode because I have watched yeah. it so many times
1: my mouth is a key what that's horrifying think about it oh god where my like is it just sticking out of like be? a blank space in your face and or is like a key sh- sticking
0: out do you your use your face? face to open something else yeah what's up yikes yeah, There's after.
2: a chair
1: in my
0: mind, <laughs> on which I like to sit. Look at that grammar. With a key mouth, <laughs> <laughs> this person is horrifying. <laughs> Nightmare creature. <laughs>
2: I feel the same way. I feel like it's so hard because you're like entertainment alone. If that was the if that was what it was all about, then this would be a top tenner. I think. Right, it's so much fun, and the Zeppo would be nowhere. Because like I said last time or two weeks ago or whatever it was, I don't, I would never fire that up and be like, let's do Zeppo time. But I would definitely fire this up and be like, let's fucking have fun with crazy, you know, crazy Willow, alternate reality Willow. So, and the way that I, and I kept thinking of the Zeppo this whole time because of Willow. And we talked about, you know, what if Willow got her own Zeppo? This is not that. right? But it is, but it is, uh, it is interesting. And, And so the Zeppo... Is definitely more unique than this. This definitely has all the contrivances, good and bad, of a of a great Buffy. episode. Yeah,
0: conceptually, it's not like barrier breaking.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so that's and so that's why I think this episode still wins out, just because again, it's like mm-hmm. the, it, such an iconic episode mm-hmm. of TV for this. Uh, so for me, that kind of knocks this one out of the top ten. And so for me, it was like, how close do we get to the top ten? Mm-hmm. Um, there were moments where I was like, this is going to be number eleven because I'm going to be. Like, it's just one outside. But I'm like, I don't even know if it's like an 11, you know? Like, this wouldn't be my honorable mention. Maybe. Maybe it will be. And I'm going to be sad about this. But I think I'm going to put it down a little bit lower, but still very high. I think this is the second highest of the show so far. It's number 16 nice for me out of 137. Yeah. Because it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is probably the best Joss written episode so far. I mean, obviously, it did the first ones. But it's hard because the first ones are so iconic too you want to put those up high because without those literally the show doesn't happen mm-hmm. but i don't know i think this is the best writing that the show's had i think this is the most fun and funny that i've ever experienced and it's always fun to have willow just follow willow on a willow story it's great
0: yeah i i've watched these episodes like this episode in particular so many times and just still like laugh out loud at the part because it's just like god it's so good yeah are so funny little
2: just little moments and you, you don't expect to laugh and everybody's got their own spots where they just die it's just mm. so so the range of comedy in this is really really well done i mean I good agree. job jess
0: that was double gangland it was great i wish All every right. episode could be so fun but then we know we need we need plot moving drama too that's also why i like the show so let's get some of that in the next episode which is gonna be enemies it's gonna be chock full of that drama stuff We'll be back on March sixteenth for that. So get yourselves ready. A little bit of a break, Uh, but don't don't worry. We'll we'll be back. We'll always come back. Always. Stacia, say goodbye. Alfie, saying, Daniel, say goodbye. uh, Goodbye. (laughs) Boom. "Uh uh (laughs) Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I swear, I am just trying
4: to find my necklace. Did you try looking inside the sofa in hell? Hey, maybe you can have Angel help you find the gorgeous.
2: You even look pretty when you go to sleep.
3: Does this look like a Barnes and Noble? I look cute in a tiara. I'm looking around, guy.